All right, welcome to another Awesome in Seattle podcast where we talk about things that are awesome in Seattle. Charlotte, (laughs) tell me something awesome about Seattle. Um, Okay, so I was thinking about all the time that I've spent here and growing up here, and I realized I don't think I've ever been to the Seattle gum wall. Hmm. So I went down there yesterday and uh, just took a look around. I have to see what all the hype is about, and it's pretty crazy. It is insane, Um, I will agree. (laughs) It's like the weirdest tourist attraction I've ever heard of. Are you kidding me? Like a gum of wall. A wall of gum. A gum of wall. No, that would be fun. A wall of gum. I was just chewing this wall earlier today. Um, So it kind of intrigued me to do some research and find out kind of about the history of why people started sticking gum on this infamous wall. (laughs) Random Um, wall in an alley by Pick Place Market. Yeah, so... um, there used to be a theater there, the Market Theater, and right where that wall is was where everybody lined up to wait for the shows. So, you know, the old patrons waiting in line, they just started this tradition of sticking their gum on the wall just mm. out of sheer boredom for no other reason than being <laughs> bored. So, Instead um, of under the table or under their seat. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, outside on the wall. Hmm. So the theater made a pretty conscious effort at first to clean it off, but it just became so popular that they were like, we can't deal with this cleaning anymore. So that was about 20 years ago um, that that started. Actually, a little bit no longer. 1993 was when that first started. Um, So that's pretty crazy. And they kind of left it going for like 22 years, and then they finally cleaned it in 2015. I remember when Um, they did, and that was kind of a big deal. And everybody was really like up in arms about it. Yeah, so it took them a total of 130 hours to clean the whole thing. Jeez. They steam cleaned it, um, and there was estimated to be 150 pieces of gum per brick on the wall. Oh and just God. for perspective, the wall is 15 feet tall and 50 feet long. Probably smelled terrible. So. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that it probably didn't smell too good. I saw a YouTube video of someone licking that wall once. Ew. Like licking like a three or four foot section of the wall, just like, Ugh. it was disgusting. Oh my God. Yeah. I would die. <laughs> Which is probably what prompted the steam cleaning of the... Probably. Yeah. Maybe trying to protect the people from... <laughs> the idiots. <laughs> yeah. But then again, maybe they deserve to die. <laughs> what is that? Survival of the fittest Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess like a last kind of cool fact. Um, it was named the second germiest tourist attraction by TripAdvisor in 2009. And that came in second to the Blarney Stone in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've heard, oh, that was pretty cool. Heard some interesting <laughs> stories about the Blarney Stone. <laughs> really? <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, I that's know. cool. I was, it was cool to go down there and have, see it. Anthony, have you ever been down there? Have you seen it? The gum wall? I haven't. No, I've never. I mean, I've been in the area, but I haven't really like gone to get a. Yeah, close it's on look like the it. south end of Pike Place. Yeah. Like. There's a little alley that goes down and to the left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been down to like the Pink Door, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit area. more south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually went to that theater once and stuck my gum on the wall. Of course, um, it's fa- uh, they removed it, but yeah. they might have removed it all in 2015. But it uh, is it's now back. filled. It's quickly yeah. filled up again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're listening and you haven't been down there, you should totally go, and then leave us a comment and tell us that you went and stuck your gum. And at the same time, go walk a little west and go see the viaduct removal because mm-hmm. it is... It's pretty entertaining. Interesting, yeah. It's something you won't see very much. 
I was actually, last week, um, I was filming the episode of the American Dream TV show, and we got to take a helicopter up. We were in the air for two hours, and for like 10 minutes, we were just kind of buzzing around downtown and looking at the viaduct removal from the air, and it was really freaking cool, like just seeing all that. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've driven down there, like by the stadiums kind of and just seeing them taking the sections out mm-hmm. while I'm driving along is just it's weird to think about because that's just all I know of yeah down there exactly so now that it's being taken out it's been driven crazy. on that so many times I know. <laughs> and now it's just getting chunked away yeah <clears throat> all right uh Jason since we are real estate agents why don't you give us a quick real estate market update yeah, so uh, we all know that Seattle was and still is very crazy and competitive. Mm-hmm. But uh, last May, June of 2018, that is, things kind of, it's as if it coughed a little bit. The market coughed and it's kind of softened since then. We hit a, the max median sales price in Seattle, the max ever was at $750,000 last May. And currently we are at about 688,000. So it's been quite a, a decline. Year over year for, compared to last March, um, just to put this into a little bit more perspective, was 712,000. So that's really where we're comparing. 712,000 versus 688,000. So, so 688 um, is this year? Is current, yeah, for mm-hmm. March 2019. So it's definitely softened a little bit in terms of median sales price. The central Seattle area and North Seattle is pretty much consistent. Prices have remained consistent for a couple months. East side has increased. Meaning they haven't gone up or down. Or down, it's correct. Just pretty level. East side has uh, increased ever so slightly, but we've seen the biggest change in South Seattle where uh, prices have increased the most. Um, something like three to 5%. So it's been pretty dramatic um, in those areas uh, month over month. Uh, The last thing really quick that I like to discuss is months of of supply and median days on market because it really gives you an idea of the dynamics at play that are, you know, you as a buyer, if you're entering this market and selling what to expect in terms of how fast things are going, um, how much inventory there is. So median days on market, we saw a huge increase over 2018 as the market softened ever so slightly. It was seven days on market. That was the median pretty consistently for several years up Mm -hmm. until last uh, June, July, when the market kind of coughed, like I said, and then it shot up each month and we're currently at, um, or we hit a max at 35 in January and it's gone down since then, which is an annual cycle. Um, but it's gone down only to, um, something like 11 days. So things are very compelling or competitive still in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Houses aren't sitting very long still, or it's currently at 13. Let me get that right. I'm sorry. Um, so you list a house, you expect it to sell within two weeks. That's yeah. as a national average, that's very competitive. Things yeah. still very fast moving in Seattle. And then the last thing, months of supply. So this basically tells you if starting today, no new houses, if no new houses were added to the market, how long would the inventory that we have currently for sale sustain the market? Um, you would hope in a national average, like looking at all areas of the country, you'd hope for four to six months. Um, and that's kind of the stalwart, that kind of... That's the average. Yeah, the average. And it kind of, not uh, a buyer market, not a seller correct. market. It's neutral. Yeah. In Seattle, we haven't been 
in that. We haven't seen that in a long time. We haven't been a neutral market for almost a decade. Um, Currently, we have two months of supply in Seattle, Mm. which is actually very high. Last March, so year over year. in comparison, yes. So last March in 2018, we had 0.9 months, so just under one month. So as a buyer, you're seeing a lot more um, options and things are quite frankly sitting for for longer. Um, It's taking longer for houses to sell. So it's very nice for buyers. They can breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. They can make more... Uh, and to sell your soul to get the only sell your soul. <laughs> you can you can make more cognizant decisions. Um, yeah, and we're not seeing you know ten or twelve offers on every listing. If it is competitive, we're seeing you know maybe two to five, three to five offers. Yeah, um, still going over the asking price, but not one hundred and fifty thousand. Not even always a hundred thousand. Um, sometimes thirty, forty, fifty grand over. Uh, which is still, I mean, clearly kind of crazy. But in comparison to last year, that was that was the norm. Like you almost assumed everything would go for a hundred thousand over. Yeah. You kind of had to go into it assuming that. And if it didn't, you were like, "Wow, I got a deal." All that being said, though, I think we can all agree, being agents and kind of seeing this evolve, the last month or so, things have definitely kicked uh, kicked back into mm-hmm. high gear. Um, we're seeing a lot more buyers out there, a lot more interest on properties almost um, throughout the entire city, and uh, it's pretty consistent. So it's heated up. It, it'll be interesting to see how this evolves as the summer months uh, come, as we uh, because that's historically when the market's the hottest. There's the most amount of buyers. There's also the most amount of listings. So it'll yep. be interesting to see. It will be. Well, thank you for that Seattle area real estate market update, Jason. Uh, Anthony, you have an awesome Instagram account called Awesome in Bothell. I do, yeah. Tell us, uh, educate people about Bothell and why it's so cool. Tell us some some info about it so that people that don't know too much about it uh, can learn something. Sure. Um, yeah, so Bothell is a, it's a pretty cool little town. Um, I feel like most people have probably heard of it or seen a sign with the name on it, but maybe haven't been there. Um, I think it's called Bot Hell. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For the paranoid people Mm -hmm. who are scared of uh, the robot revolution. Um, (laughs) But anyways, yeah, I mean, so Bothell, just a kind of a brief history on on the area. It started started out like a lot of places um, around western Washington, and that was a a logging camp. Mm-hmm. Um, just on that north side of the Sammamish River, which most people know as the Slough now, yeah. who live in Bothell. Um, but yeah, it's still that, that still extends from Lake Sammamish all the way up through to Lake Washington. Um, and that was a, a route for not only logging, but also eventually became um, a route for commuters. There were people that were taking boats. It's kind of crazy to think about you know, logging and commuting Commuting from, yeah, from from Lake Sammamish up to Bothell because it's a pretty, pretty long distance there. Um, It'd probably be faster than driving sometimes right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should kick that back in gear. Yeah. (laughs) Get a speed ferry, passenger only ferry. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. (laughs) Slew's a little low though, so it might not work very well. Um, Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's really what started, um, 
what started the downtown Bothell area was on that, just on that north side of the uh, uh, Lake Sammamish River. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so to give people perspective on where Bothell is, if you don't know, imagine Lake Washington. Uh, Bothell is at the very northeast corner tip, yeah. tip of Lake Washington, next to Kenmore, yep. north of Kirkland, Juanita. Um, Woodenville. Woodenville, yeah. Yeah, yep. And it's kind of, it's in between, is it on both sides of 405? Uh, yeah, it does. It yeah. is. Yep. It's on both sides of 405, so. Yep. Um, so, uh, Bothell, we actually just, uh, I realized that we just passed the anniversary of the incorporation of Bothell. It was on April 14th. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I had seen that and I was like, oh, well, we just passed that. Mm-hmm. No one told me I would have uh, gone on Facebook and wished them a happy birthday. But uh, <laughs> how many years? Yeah, uh, 1909. Oh, wow. So, so 110 years. Yeah. Dang. 110 year anniversary. It's like as um, old as Jason. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bothell really started becoming uh, a city after World War II. Like a lot of places, yep. you know, a lot of the people, sound was like that. it was a great place for people to live and commute to work in Seattle. Um, you know, the, the access to, uh, to Seattle from Bothell still is really convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not that far away. So that really, um, that really increased the population between 1950 and 2006. Uh, it went from a thousand person population to 30,000. Jeez population so it was a big increase yeah um some of that growth too though came uh from jobs in the canyon park area which is kind of that towards the north end of bothell mm-hmm. um those jobs were well canyon park kind of became a hub for biotech as well as software engineering yeah um that used to be where the seattle times plant was as well Seattle Times plant was in um, more of the North Creek area, so that's kind of more on the Woodenville side oh, okay. um, yeah. of Bothell. But yeah, that was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that along with the UW opening a campus yeah. um, in, near downtown brought a lot of a lot of people to the area. Um, in 2010, Bothell uh, had started their revitalization project. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of upgrade the downtown area um, as well as the section in downtown that runs along Bothell Over Highway. Just need to kind of give it a facelift. Yeah, it's um, pretty amazing. If you haven't been up there in a while, it's yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's really nice. What they've yeah. done, they've done a great job. Yep, they changed zoning. They uh, really changed the landscape. They changed where the road went. Um, mm-hmm. They. Yeah. yeah, where Bothell Ever Highway mm-hmm. and and Main Street meet, and uh, and where Five Twenty Two meets yep. as well. So, um, what was crazy about that project, though, is that in the middle of it, there was a gigantic fire that sort of yeah. halted it. Yeah. Um, and that fire it caused about twenty five million dollars in damage. Uh, it destroyed the historic Bothell Mall. Mm. Um, and also dis- displaced 25 local businesses. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was just like a devastating blow right in the middle of that uh, that project. And I remember 
um, waking up um, that morning. I, I live in Bothell. I still live in Bothell. I had lived in Bothell at the time. Um, I remember waking up that morning and looking outside and thinking that, you know, there was just morning fog um, and going outside and, you know, we're kind of used to that mm-hmm. uh, summer campfire smell now with all the forest, forest fire fires, smoke we're yeah. getting, but this was kind of on another level because, um, yeah, the fire was just huge and yeah. dumping a bunch of smoke all over the city. Yep. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. When did you say that was? 2015. 2016. Yeah, 2016. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was a giant. So uh, the mercantile building on Main Street um, is this old building that they were renovating into a giant new apartment building. And that's where the fire started. Um, Still not known, or the cause is not known. Mm. Um, But it was kind of interesting talking to a firefighter. Uh, You know, I had gone down there after things had kind of settled down and I uh, was talking to a, a firefighter down there and um, some other people that had gathered around. And I had heard that, um, and obviously this was just uh, sort of, of a word of mouth, yeah. yeah, hearsay sort of thing. But um, the uh, site had just gotten in a huge shipment of uh, plywood that they were about to put up. So there was all this like brand new completely dry plywood at the site that whatever started this fire just escalated it that much more. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty unfortunate. Luckily, um, they were able to get a grant, um, from the state to, to get it back on track. And now it's, it's basically completed. Um, it looks great. I mean, main street is, there's a bunch of new, really nice new businesses down there. Um, it really did a good job of opening up the, the space for retail so that um, it's more friendly for, for people to go down there, walk around, see mm-hmm. the businesses. Um, and it just, it looks a lot better. It's more, yeah. more modern and yeah. they did a good job with it. It does look nice. Um, yeah. What are some of the other, so I know McMinimins, yeah. they opened, they took over the Anderson school, mm-hmm. which was that an elementary school? It, high school or what was it? So like a long time ago, uh, a really long time ago, I think it might have been the high school. Oh, that would make sense. Um, but the high school is behind it, kind of. Right. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of back up up the hill from from where that is now. But um, I th- more recently, uh, it was it still was a school, but they they ran some different things out there. I think part of it was administration, um, and then part of it was uh, sort of like a secondary education. Um, building where they they had other secondary mm-hmm. forms of education going on in there so um yeah i'm not i'm not sure recently more recently what exactly they were they were doing out of yeah, there but, but originally it still was education yeah based yeah that's um, a cool building it too. is a cool building yeah mcminimins is a cool spot yeah if you haven't checked that out and if you don't know what mcminimins is you should probably go check it out yep um, i love mcminimins i know their whole, it's, it's, the whole vibe. Exactly. They have that mm-hmm. really nice fireplace in there. So mm-hmm. I like to go there in the wintertime. If you haven't been down nice, to Portland, yeah. too, they have a bunch of them down there. Actually, on my wedding day, went to, they have a McMinniman's Edgefield, mm. which is in Portland, kind of on the edge. And, uh, and they the have field. a little pitch and putt. <laughs> yeah, the edge of the field. <laughs> they have a little pitch and putt golf course down there. And like at almost every hole, they have a little bar. And they have concerts down there, and nice. they just do such a cool. Yeah. It's so unique. Yep. Where they 
changed the hotel or they, they changed the school into hotel rooms and um, it's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really nice place. They did a really nice job with it. Do they have a, a pool there too? They do. The yeah. The pool is actually always there. Um, it used to be the North Shore um, community pool huh. um, and they just added it on. So wow. yeah. is, that, is that a saltwater pool? Uh, it might be now. It didn't used to be. Yeah. But they may have changed it. I want to say sure. that it is. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Might have added a little salt to it. Um, mm -hmm. Some or one other unique thing about Bothell too that I didn't mention is just that uh, it has sort of a unique geographical situation where it straddles two counties. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, so King and Snohomish, you don't see that a lot. No. Um, but it basically just separates Bothell um, pretty pretty evenly into a north and south section or a King mm. and Snohomish section. So, How does that affect people that live there? Um, I mean, it doesn't affect people too much just besides, um, you know, taxes being a little bit less in Snohomish County versus, versus King County. Mm -hmm. So... Um, obviously that could be a, a plus, mm -hmm. you know, however you look at it. Mm -hmm. um, I know it can be a little weird because some a lot of the streets that cross the, the boundary, the yep. they change names. Yep, mm -hmm. they'll change names or numbers, yeah. That's um, funky. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so the street that runs um, from downtown up to Canyon Park, one of the streets, uh, 104th is one that I always think of doing that once you get up almost to um, almost to Canyon Park Middle School, um, it'll change from 104th to like 23rd or something. Yeah, just like uh, halfway <laughs> down the street. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. does. So, I mean, that's um, what I would change it to. Exactly, right? <laughs> I had a buddy who actually lived right on he the his backyard was like the county line, so his property was backed right up against the the wow. he was in the King County side and behind his house was the Snohomish County side. So hmm. yeah, it was kind of a unique thing. So does that affect schools at all or is it all It doesn't, no. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that's something that people would probably ask or wonder about, like, does that somehow affect schools? But it's mm -hmm. all North Shore schools. Yep. yep. Well cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for getting us up to speed. And if you're interested in kind of following along with what's going on in Bothell, Anthony has an awesome uh, Instagram page, uh, Awesome in Bothell. Yep. And you can follow him. Um, he posts cool stats about the market. Um, listings in the yeah, area. Listings that are cool. Um, his kind of go-to places. I know you posted one of your favorite kind of, was it a pub? It's uh it's just like a beer um beer shop, I guess. I wouldn't really call it a pub, but uh it does it just serves uh craft beer. Oh nice. Yeah, it's called the Hop and Hound. Um really fun place just just off of Main Street. So mm -hmm. if yeah. anyone gets a chance, definitely a place you need to check out. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to Awesome in Seattle. Uh until next time, we will see you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye.